Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. This is uh, this one, man, there was a lot going on with this guy. It was back in February. And the email that I got was just life. And I want to post this one because no matter if you're just starting, well, if you're just starting, you might not have encountered this. If you have been training for a while, you've definitely encountered times where life just gets crazy and things come up that it's going to throw you off your training schedule. You're going to need to massage the schedule. You're going to have to change the schedule. You're going to have to figure out another way to get done what you want to get done. And sometimes your goals change, right? Like you just need it to be malleable and you need to look at where does cycling stand on your totem pole of life? Like what's most important? A lot of people have kids, they have, you know, maybe a grandparent they have to take care of. They've got parents they've got to take care of. They've got a business that they're running. They've got kids in college that they want to go. Like there's all these things, right? But this was a really interesting story though. So I get this email and this guy decided they want to stop training. This dude's a beast. When I first started looking through his files before we started working together, and he got a power file analysis done. He's doing like well over 50 hours a month. Um, solid long hours or long rides in there. Uh, Thursday and Sunday were his day off. And so, you know, I usually keep the volume at first that someone is doing unless they are a super inefficient rider. If they're just going out on group rides, I'll sometimes or, or doing a ton of coasting. I'll reduce the hours a little bit because when we actually have them start pedaling all the time when they're on the bike, uh, it's going to be obviously be more fatiguing, much more training stress than they're used to. So he's like, hey, man, you know what? I'm driving 50 miles to work. I've got a 10 hour shift. I feel like I'm getting super exhausted. You know, my son has special needs. Um, you're, you're really motivating to me, but I just start thinking that this might not be the best thing for me to be taking on right now. Um, I think I'm going to take a break. And I was like, yo dude, appreciate you reaching out. Being exhausted is no fun, especially when you're driving, you got to spend more time with your family. My big question for you is though, you know, you train a lot over 50 hours a month. Why don't you consider dropping to maybe 40 or even 35 you know, I totally respect your decision one way or the other. Uh, you need to do what feels best for you. But just always remember, you can still be fast on eight to 10 hours a week, no doubt. And, you know, and I mean that. And I'm just going to finish this quick little email. And he was like, you know, I listened to that podcast with Zach, Nair, and Patrick discussing how strong and fit they are after having to change their schedule, doing some Zwift racing. Now, to be fair, it, they are getting faster as they talked about because they're just much more structured and much more there's like no off time like when you're riding an hour and a half it's an hour and a half on um this guy said hey you know i had those 100 mile mountain bike races races as goals maybe that was a little far-fetched um and now with covid since this was back in february i can't even find any close by maybe i would train for shorter like 20 to 50 mile mountain bike races you know, what would reduced hours look like anyways? Does it just mean higher intensity, less days or less hours of training? Um, I don't know. Maybe I just don't feel mentally or physically in the game right now. So I said, man, regarding not feeling the game, the candle may have just been lit at both ends and it was just too much. And I'm going to, 
I would read about this guy's rides on the weekends and he would be riding in 28 degrees for four hours by himself. And I said to him, when I read about your 28 degree four hour rides, I shudder a little bit. I honestly thought this guy is a robot. Those rides are so taxing mentally, but physically. I mean, you come home frozen. Rochester, I love you. I can't wait to come back to see you to race some G Tour to hopefully race a local race someday. Now gravel's a thing up there, do a gravel race. I will never ride a bike up there in winter again. Pretty pretty much mark my words. Last time I went there, I didn't even bring a bike. Um, you know, I said, man, it's so taxing. I just figured you enjoyed this insanity that you put yourself through. Remember, the training calendar is not the Bible. So if I had down there a four-hour ride and it's snowing and raining out, I got a guy in Vancouver, he knows, hey, I'm going to do two hours on the trainer. Or if I don't feel like it, I'm going to force myself to do an hour and a half. Force yourself to do 90 minutes. Don't force yourself to do four hours. Forcing yourself to do 90 minutes is you're going to get through and be like, all right, I'm glad I did that. It's like going to the step class that you don't want to do, right? Like go work out, do something, sweat. Even if you ride just endurance, that would be boring. But like ride endurance tempo. Don't force yourself to do the four hour because that is lighting a huge mental match. And those are the things that happen when you don't like your bike after a while. So to his question, what would reduced hours be? So keeping Thursday and Sunday off, completely off, we could do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 90 minutes. That's four and a half hours. Friday, three hours. That was his longer ride. And he used to ride like five hours that day. So that's six and a half. And then Saturday ride two hours. That's eight and a half hours. Um, And then I said, hey, when you want, and since he's ridden so much, like it's not like all that big built up fitness is going to go away because he has to reduce the hours. More hours is better. It's more hours is definitely better. But if you don't have them, you have to work with what you have. And then when you have a week that you do have extra time, instead of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday being 90 minutes, try and make them all two hours. And then if there's a Friday and you're like, yo, it's really nice out, forget three hours, I'm gonna go for four hours. Great. Add it in little doses. That's fine. So really, you know, he emailed back and he's like, you know, I've been thinking about it. I still think I need to take a break. I was thinking more about like what made me come to this point where I felt like I wanted to stop training for the races that don't really exist. And he said, hey, it was the cold rides. They definitely hurt. You know, I would suffer and halfway through, I would question what I was even doing. But I'm the type of guy that would push through no matter whether it's good or bad. And you did mention I could do indoor rides, but I wasn't really sure if it's comparable to a four to five hour outdoor ride to get the same training effect. I didn't want to bother you with a lot of questions because I know you train a lot yourself and you have other athletes. And yeah, that was just my bad lack of communication. I just didn't want to bug you. Dude, I like broke my heart (laughs) in all seriousness of like an athlete that is struggling that feels like they couldn't reach out to me. I was like, where did I mess up on that one? I, I really, you should never, yes, granted, most coaches have different levels of coaching which are separated by the amount of communication and i have no problem you know the guy that like blows up my phone texting me but isn't on that level because there's people that pay for that i have to just be like hey man i would love to engage with you on this level but to be fair to the people that are paying for it like i i have to put like a wall up a little bit and people are super respectful of that on the flip side don't ever feel like you can't reach out to your coach right like no matter what level of coaching you're getting If you're not 
feeling good, your coach wants to hear that from you. I promise you that. Um, you're right. A two-hour ride indoors does not get the same training effect as a five-hour outdoor ride. That being said, going back to what we talked about before, that two-hour indoor ride, you will get a positive effect from it and you will add, you're adding a positive effect to your training. Whereas the four-hour ride, you might get some more training effect, but the ride is literally crushing you. Not only mentally, not only physically, it's probably going to make your next week not as effective. And that mental match that you are lighting, you, by February or March, will not want to train as much. And lo and behold, this is the middle of February that I'm getting this email. So I learned the lesson of making sure to reiterate to somebody during winter, next winter, um, I don't have a... There are some people that go out in the winter a lot. I am going to reiterate, hey, man, are you sure you don't want to ride inside for a couple hours? Um, it's, yeah, I used to do those crazy rides. I used to do fixed gear sentries in the snow. I hated it. There was no Zwift. I rode the trainer sometimes back then, but I just really wanted to get in big KJs. I was addicted to it. So I don't know. I'm not going to talk somebody out of it if they really want to do it. There, you were, there was no talking me out of it the only reason i the only way i wasn't outside is if there was literally no way to ride a bike through the snow or it was unsafe i finally got to the point where i was like okay i'm in the one tire track this is super unsafe because cars are just skidding all over the place that was that was dumb um and then he said you know i was looking back at january and that's when work really started getting busy I started trying to squeeze in the hard sessions and doing things after work and just kind of caught up to me. Need to communicate that to your coach, right? Like I have a guy who works out at 9 p.m. That blows my mind because I'm asleep at 8, more literally 8.45. I'm in bed at 8, but that works for his life. Like that's what he that's he does that. I, I'm always like, damn, dude, it just impresses me that somebody could smash at 9 and go to bed at like 11. I just can't do that. Um And then he had a point in time when we were doing some intensive aerobic stuff. Some, I was, we were pushing out his FTP, pushing up, I should say, and really getting him to ride more, like seeing how 105% of his current FTP felt, doing some intervals. And I had said, hey, when you're not fully there, man, like just tone it back, even go right around your FTP. Like these are going to be hard sessions. And he was just like, drilling himself into the ground because he was riding these um indoors during the week when it was dark out and he just said you know i realized with my trainer this feels much harder i don't think the power is actually accurate that it's showing up i probably should have said something about this and so now i'm like wait was this not recording right like was was he maybe riding even harder So, you know, if we had just talked about this, I think we would have been able to pick apart some of these things. And so my whole reply to all of that, just first sentence was, I just wish you had said something. And and as I read this now again, I'm like, maybe that wasn't the best first sentence. It was actually, ah, dang, I wish you had said something. You know, I had told him in passing before he was never bothering me. This is literally what I'm here for, to help you through these times. There's nothing more than I want for you to find happiness through the bike. And we definitely were not doing that. We missed the mark. Um, I told him about the indoor, like even if you got 
60% of the ride duration in, but it helps you avoid the cold and helps you avoid hating training. That's a huge win. So, um, you know, if you've got an interval and you're supposed to hit 105% and you can't do it and you rode it 99%, guess what? That's still good. Someone out there is going to be like, that's not, that's not right. You know what? On that day, that is right. Cause that's all you've got. And if you're good enough at massaging your calendar, if you're train, if you're coaching yourself right now and you know, like I don't have it right away and you pull the plug, don't do two intervals and skip the third and fourth and then try them tomorrow. Or don't do two and then quit. Like do two and then do 99% at three and four. Or if you know that you just don't feel it, ride endurance that day. And then depending on what you have coming up, you need to figure out, do you do that at interval the next day? Or if it's, if you have, if you're working on another uh, physiological system at the same time, maybe you need to just skip over to that. Like that's where the massaging the calendar comes in because indoor can definitely have its own zones and that's definitely athlete dependent and trainer dependent and your environment dependent. There's a lot of things that go into indoor that you need to get dialed before you feel good and you can really hammer on it. So why am I posting this? I always usually try and say that why am I posting this at the beginning? The training peaks is not the Bible. There's a ride on there that's not jogging with the life schedule. You need to tell your coach or if you're following a a plan online, don't let it drill you into the ground. You need to communicate. Like the number one thing that we've kind of talked about before on these podcasts is sometimes I just send an email when I, I send them, I don't know, sometimes you just get a vibe looking through someone's stuff. It's just like, hey man, how you doing? Hey Chica, how you doing? Like, what's up? Um, that just communication of what the athlete gives off is really important. How do you feel? Ask yourself that. How do you feel? I know I got to make this post about my QL, my emails, my coaches. I don't feel good. I'm not, I'm not happy right now. Um, I was irritated that I rode too much. I was irritated that I lifted too much back in January. Um, it was fun while I was doing it, but it crushed me. And, uh, you know, having that's a lot of times, you know, I don't know, I want this to come out the wrong way. A lot of times the coach is there to say when not to do stuff. And in my case, I just was making rides too long and Tom didn't know me well enough to be like, oh, I need to pull the reins in on you. Got it. You're that type of athlete. A lot of times I'm telling people what not to do as opposed to what to do. Um, so I think those are the bullet points from this one. But I wanted to share it just because it's like life is going to get nutty and you need to be malleable with your cycling. We're all, we're not all, I got to stop using that all term. A lot of us, this is really important to us. Like we really love being, whether you are, I, I refer to, you know, I'm an adult athlete. I'm doing some other things, but I've cycling is huge, 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 huge part of my life. So like, yeah, it's important to me. Um, the training, I like the rate. I like the, I'm starting to get back into liking racing as much as training. I think I kind of started liking the training more than racing for a while when I felt like I was kind of doing the same races. Um, I don't know if it's gravel that's different or, maybe just getting older and realizing I'm having more fun going on the trips and to the races and in moving to North Carolina next year or the end of this year, 
I'll I'll have a different little local scene and hopefully some races around there. And I don't know. Maybe it's just a fresh perspective of cycling. Something's going on. God, I hope I'm not having a midlife crisis. Although I feel like that might be kind of fun because I, I really like changing things up a lot. And I feel like you just go to this point in life where you're like, I need changes. I'm pretty sure I'll still be cycling, but maybe it's the different race scenes that I'm looking to change. Um, anyways, this is a long one. If you got all the way to the end, thanks for listening. Don't let the training calendar run your life. Make sure your coach knows how you're feeling. If you're self-coaching, make sure you're giving yourself honest assessments. You definitely need to have a training diary if you're coaching yourself. Like, And look back on it, I would say, every two and a half weeks. Monitor the feelings and you know, rank yourself. How motivated am I? How well have I been sleeping? How do I how do I feel? Write some words and find out a good system for you. Man, talking too much. See you guys.